With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, I admit it. I, I admit it, Mike Carmen. I was wrong all along. I thought, in the end, home is where the heart is. I didn't buy into one iota. Oklahoma City was legitimately in on Paul George, and and, Mike, we had heard stuff over the last couple of weeks. We had heard stuff uh, maybe over the last month or two. But even to see how their season ended, to know what we had heard over the last month or so, I never thought that for one second it was a real possibility that Paul George would be back in Oklahoma City. I felt all along he was coming back to Los Angeles. He was going to play for the Lakers. Heck, he could have played for another team, and I never thought he would be back in Oklahoma City. And what do you know, the biggest headline so far of free agency, and again, so far, Paul George back with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, sure, because of all the domino effects that it now, you've got a dumpster fire burning outside Staples Center of all the expectations of Paul George just walking through the door, you know, skipping down the lane and and coming up on whatever event is playing, and there he is in the crowd, and they say, there he is, new Laker, Paul George. No, not going to happen. Magic Johnson was too busy at a trading card show yesterday at the L.A. Convention Center <laughs> to, to take calls about free agency. He was too busy smiling, taking pictures, and getting 200 bucks a pop for an autograph. If you wanted a picture with him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for the picture was two seventy five plus whatever you plunked down for the autograph. So that was how he spent free agent Eve was was hanging out, pressing flesh, meeting other sports luminaries, uh, and not answering his phone related to free agency. So the quotes that he had earlier in the week were very uh, the harbinger of things to come. Uh, we hammered it quite a bit, Jason Smith and I, on the show of how a sign of weakness, desperation, and and just downright pathetic it was of the, hey, you got to give us two years. Like, you had last summer. You had last summer to try to start getting ducks in a row. 
You had all year to go get Paul George when he was available and getting bounced out of Indiana. No, Oklahoma City comes in and takes care of business. And Russell Westbrook, I guess he didn't look at the last tape of the 44-shot performance from Russell Westbrook to remember what might be there in terms of the one year uh, of the last year's end. But what was curious to me is that you got a four-year, $137 million deal out of it. It's the four years that got me. If it had been a one- or two-year deal and player options in those, yeah. you go four years, that's that's the thing that struck me as odd because I think we'd heard enough of the, he kind of likes Oklahoma City, this could be a place, seems like a guy that doesn't necessarily want to be the number one guy in that major market that maybe it was comfortable going from Indiana to Oklahoma City and then hanging with with Russell Westbrook. But the four years is the thing that just jumped off the page and all these hours later still does. Paul George, four years, $137 million deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Fourth year is a player option, but it still puts him in OKC for three years. And, Mike, I'm I'm – I'm not sitting on the fence on this, but I'm in the middle because I heard a lot of talk about Oklahoma City and the job that Sam Presti did, and there were there were two trains of thought. One train of thought was, see, you could have paid James Harden as well. Like, that was one train sure. of thought. And then there was a, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, it's so good for Oklahoma City, and congratulations to Sam Presti and the Thunder for keeping their star t- t- together and and keeping that what what an amazing job and a win for all all the small markets across the NBA. There's a there, there's a bit of truth in all of it, but I sit in the middle of it. Who's to say that Sam Presti didn't learn from his mistake of James Harden? Sure. And in a week that James Harden ends up winning the MVP, I, I've argued this before that James Harden isn't the MVP of the NBA if he's still with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He doesn't get to be James Harden of the Houston Rockets because he's still with Oklahoma City, still with Russell Westbrook, and and who knows what Kevin Durant would have done or wouldn't have done. But the point being, I think it's somewhere somewhere in the middle when you really look at Oklahoma City. Dead on, yeah, win for a small city, to a small market team to bring in their star. But if you're also going to criticize him for uh, the the James Harden deal, all right, let's move on. You know, it's, it's years ago, it's... It's time to look ahead. Let's just forget about that. Move on. Nice move by the Thunder. Guess what? You really haven't gotten any better than you have last season. So I I, I don't know how you're going to close the gap on the Warriors or close the gap on the Rockets, but that's what that's the reality right now in Oklahoma City. Well, the business of the NBA changed, and a lot of dominoes fell, as you mentioned, with Kevin Durant. You don't know what that decision would have made. You can't go back in, in the crystal ball or or that thing that Harry Potter gets to use to go look at how events came together. How's that? How's that? Nerd alert on a Sunday morning. You know, he had this thing where he could go and look into memories. Oh, it was okay. pretty cool. Uh, so if you could do that and, and see the origin story and see how guys are making their decisions along the way, then may, maybe you made a different is it, decision. Is it the opposite of that? So Raven, when Raven could see the future. Oh, nicely visions? done. Is, that, I, I is do, it the dig- opposite of that? Look at you! You're into that's that's so Raven. Are you watching season two? What do you think? They've they've developed and now that everybody's got their secret out. <laughs> the, oh, that's so Raven. I had a vision. <laughs> I did not have a vision. Paul George would be in Oklahoma City. But you, as you mentioned, you, you're trying to to figure out, you know, what would have played out had James Harden stayed and and all of that. The the business of the NBA changed immensely in the last several years in the way players. Go into contracts, and again, the George four and three deal—it seems like an outlier in terms of what your superstars 
would be doing at this point because we know the salary cap's going up again because that's the other thing mm-hmm. when you're looking at how money's being spent is or not being spent in some cases is trying to see, all right, next year you're going to have this many more million dollars against the cap to work with, so maybe you're holding back. You'll sign a mid-level guy this year, and then you'll try to make your big splash the following year. You know, There's a lot of chess being played in that regard, and, and here Oklahoma City, yes, the luxury tax – uh, number is astounding of what they're looking at. Dan that, Gilbert thinks it's ridiculous. Well, you know, Dan Gilbert has thought a lot of things <laughs> were ridiculous. I mean, they also re-signed Jeremy Grant to a three-year, $27 million deal, did Oklahoma City right away. So you're looking at a pile of cash spent and just saying we're not going to get – we won't get fooled again, I guess, if we're going to go music. Why, why don't we just go all pop culture all the time? Uh, just the idea of, all right, we have a chance. This guy wants to be here. It's a chance to thumb our nose at the Lakers and, you know, the presumption that we couldn't get the deal done. I think part of it is just beating their chest to say we were able to to make a sale. And, and Russell Westbrook, for whatever he's believed to be in the outside world and the number of thousand-word columns and four-minute ranting sessions on sports debate television shows – Maybe he's a better teammate than everybody gives him credit for. Maybe he's, I mean, you saw he flies back from his vacation in Hawaii to throw a party and and welcome Paul George back in. I mean, there's there's something at play a little more beneath the surface beyond just what the front office does. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's serve up some hot takes and sausage this morning with our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger. Yes, In yes. for Ryan Dennis. Sam Kinsey, our technical producer. Iowa Sam, the wizard, the pastor Sam. A pleasure to be with you guys. How's it going, fellas? Oh, Very great. Well. What do we great. got on the griddle this morning, Ryan? Well, well, taking a look at the griddle. Of course, Paul George is coming in real hot. But the important question that everybody asks with every move this offseason is, but what does this mean for the Lakers? So we're going to take a look at this Paul George deal. And, of course, uh, the, the, the common complaint was that, well, the Lakers could have got him last year. In fact, Woj said last night that um, either Brandon Ingram or the number two pick would have gotten Paul George last year. So what does this mean for the Lakers now? Does this make a move for Kawhi Leonard more necessary? Because the situation is somewhat similar. Granted, Kawhi's a lot less happy than than Paul George was. But what does this whole situation mean for the Lakers? We'll start with Mike. It's all about trying to figure out what the assets you have are really worth. right? What do You, you have to throw the kitchen sink uh, at the Spurs at this point to go get Kawhi Leonard because that's your might be the only way you get LeBron James. The rumors out there, Chris Mannix normally on with us, uh, after us on, here on Fox Sports Sunday into his show with Karan Butler, talking about Denver making a huge pitch. That all of a sudden comes out of the blue, right? We had the NORAD LeBron watch yesterday in terms of showing up to Los Angeles. Uh, Magic Johnson, as I alluded to before, just a lot of, ah, we'll get to it when we get to it and go down the road. You've got to go all in to make a trade at this point on Kawhi Leonard if you can pry him away from the Spurs. That might be the only way to lure LeBron James here because you have to believe that he wants a team. Not that he can't go all wave a wand and get rid of half a roster at a time as we've seen before, but you don't have an A-list asset. I think that's the one thing that's hampering 
the Lakers in terms of trying to make a deal. You get a bunch of spare parts and a guys who might be against a guy who's when healthy a top five player. I can't believe that we're at the point where the Lakers are in year seven of the wishing, wanting, hoping that guys are going to come walking through the door. Putting all those championship rings on and celebrating the past ain't the way to work anymore. Oh, the band almost... They were close. I'll just keep going. They Dan. were close. Well, the mic cuts off now after after 15 seconds of the band. I've I've learned the hard way. Um, I will say this about Kawhi Leonard and the Lakers' pursuit of the forward. I think the Lakers knew that Paul George wasn't coming to L.A., and that's why we saw the pursuit over the last couple of days. I didn't think that was the case. I had actually said all week long, why are you going after Kawhi Leonard when Paul George is coming to your city in 72 hours? Well, I think the Lakers may have known something that Paul George probably wasn't coming to L.A. And this move of Paul George going to Oklahoma City surely seems to be pretty much about money because there's also going to be another big contract on the other end of it. And Paul George able to make more with the Oklahoma City Thunder than he would with the Lakers seems to be very money-driven. I think that the Lakers had an inkling that Paul George was not coming. He was not going to have a meeting, and that's why we saw the Kawhi pursuit. Everything that's happened that we found out of of the the lack of the meeting, whether it be they could have had a trade, none of it looks good on the Lakers, but they still could save face this offseason with a couple of big, big moves, which we will discuss in a little bit. Very nice. Oh, I tried to get a tease in there. there Nicely done. Yeah. Yes, a little taste. Um, I'm going to give this one to Mike. I oh, jeez. Yes. Come on. Oh, on That's so good. Man. <laughs> it's a, uh, it just, the, the way Magic Johnson tried to soft shoe it earlier in the week, and we played the audio on, on here on Fox Sports Radio. I know everybody uh, picked up on it and had their spin on what he was trying to do. Some saying he was operating from a, a position of strength and, and confidence. I, I Raising my hand going, nobody's coming. This is him preparing you for bad news come the weekend. Like that was that was I think the turning point, and that's when all the reports of the hey they're back in aggressively after the short door had been shut on Kawhi because that's what we talked about last week was the report that the Spurs had had bolted the door mm-hmm. on the Lakers, and all of a sudden by midweek maybe the Magic and everybody else were on their knees begging for a reconsideration. <laughs> The Magic Johnson comments this week were so uncharacteristic of Magic and talking about, like him talking about Larry Bird, it sounded like almost an HBO documentary. <laughs> oh, of, the, of the nine, Magic, uh, the nine battles. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not nervous. That's something that you would see in like that documentary, not to a, a press corps that is waiting to find out what the team is going to do in free agency. So that seemed to be, that seemed to be really, really out of, out of, out of the blue and out of nowhere from Magic Johnson. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and Sirius XM Channel 83. And if you missed the show, you can find it on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show every single week. Coming up next, yes, is Magic doing a disappearing act this free agency offseason with the Lakers? That's next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday at Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. If you want, if you want to sound off an NBA free agency or anything stupid that I may say, or anything or smart I, that no, Mike no, may anything say, dumb that's flowing out. Feel of my free, mouth. feel free to do it. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, and Mike, they can get you at. Get me over at Swollen Dome. All I'm doing is bashing Magic Johnson. 
and the lack of leadership. Oh, okay. It, <laughs> right? It's, he it's, was a great court general it, for years, and even he went, like, as you mentioned before, he went back to the well of looking at what I've done. It's like, you haven't done anything as an executive in the NBA. Many, you know, the theaters and everything are great, but many Many people have, have been were caught off guard by the comments that he made earlier in the week. And I, and I was one of them. And it just, it seemed out of characteristic, uh, uncharacteristic of magic Johnson. It seemed out of character, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because it just took on a different tone of, Hey, I'm magic magic. Usually magic usually just was magic. And at that moment, it just didn't sound like it. It sounded very, very forced, but I will say this. They miss out on Paul George, which was thought to be the done deal. I think that's what is maybe surprising with all of this. Mm -hmm. But if this team comes away with LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard this offseason, heck, if they just come away with LeBron James, how could we be critical of what they have done? You know, like I still think like there is a lot to salvage if you're a Laker fan, and the biggest fish is still swimming around in that pond. And so I, I just, I'm not ready to put an end to, to the magic and Rob Polinka era with the Lakers eight hours in or nine hours into NBA free agency in 2018. Like I'm still waiting for this to play out because you know what? Yeah. A, a, a nice fish ended up staying in Oklahoma city, but there, there are other fish to catch in this pond as well. Sure. It just appeared at least from what we've been led to believe on the larger scale. And, and part of this is, you know, buying into some narrative that a piece has to be in place that isn't Ingram, that isn't Lonzo Ball, that isn't all of these, Kyle Kuzma, go on down the line of what the Lakers have. That That's not enough to get LeBron James in. And it's the, if I can catch this fish, and it's not a catch and release situation, this is a big enough fish to where maybe I can now attract the bigger one, right? This is now my new bait to go sure, get the new one. Sure. I'm reeling him in. I'm not letting him swim away, hoping that my my hook dangling. Wow, we've really gone deep here. Uh, There's a lot of parallels. I, I, I miss you, Frank Paul. There's a lot of parallels. I just want to say that. The the fact that, you know, you've got the, the hook still dangling, hoping that that big one comes trolling across the bottom. It, it seems to me bad business, right? It, especially... If the consolation prize, then you at least have Paul George and you can sell that, even if LeBron doesn't walk through the door. Now you're still looking at a core, at least for now, and again, a lot to be written, a lot of rumor, conjecture, and speculation, and, and things can still go down. But if you had that opportunity, whether it was by trade in the past and you botched that, because that's what I think you know multiplies it, right? That you could have had him for the pick that became Lonzo Ball. Can we all agree that? in hindsight being 2020, but even just draft picks in general, you make that trade all the time. Arrogance. Yeah. Right? Got you you got arrogant and you, you picked a guy who showed some flashes, but in the end can't shoot free throws, can't shoot has a loud mouth dad and now has a bulky knee that may become a problem. Oh, and that meniscus story just floats out. That's another nonsensical angle to all of this in pushing forward. But you you had a chance to get him then. Okay, you didn't do it. Here you had a you didn't even get a meeting. So what did you do in the interim that turned him off, or what 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 was missing in the the psychological evaluation of Paul George's love affair with Los Angeles that that left that such a big chasm, or was he not really the big play you ever had in mind? I think that I 
And I think that if you look at the deals that were done, when you look at Chris Paul's deal, when you look at the DeAndre Jordan deal, when you look at the deal that, heck, Paul George signed with Oklahoma City, they're all money-driven. Like, Paul George got more. Like, like Paul George was able to get more with Oklahoma City, and, and I think it's true to the point of when you get past – I don't know, hundred million dollars. What's the difference? They're like, what? Sure. What's the you know no, what's, I, I what's like the real difference? But apparently, it is to these players, and apparently, it is in NBA free agency that every single dollar counts. And I don't think many people are going are going to fault that. I just look at I just look at what the Lakers have, and really, they have four. They have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. And I think plan C just went out the window. So now plan D, which is DeMarcus Cousins, moves up to plan C to try to show a fan base like, hey, look at what we did this offseason. LeBron's plan A, Kawhi is plan B. I the 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 Lakers are still tied to so many pieces. They're tied to LeBron, they're tied to Kawhi, they're tied to Cousins. And then, Mike, the 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 in and we'll talk about big stories, but 2019 is still out there. Sure. And, and I know it like clouds when you're saying, well, how can you guarantee if Paul George or if Kawhi Leonard's going to come in 2019 if Paul George didn't come in 2018? I still get that. But they're tied to everyone. For them to strike out, like it's one thing if you're a team and you, you just, you, you had your heart set on a guy and, and you went elsewhere. And now you really don't have any backup plans. So like the Lakers had like had four plans that could all work out. And so I just, I'm not ready to bury them just yet. I still think it can can work out for them, and I know that what that's what every Laker fan is saying this morning. I just think you know the Paul George was thought to be a given, and wasn't. The Lakers just have to move on because there's enough there's enough fish in that pond for them to reel in at Staples Center. <laughs> Fox Sports Sunday is brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. You, you mentioned Demarcus Cousin. There's one of your pivots. Coming off an Achilles and has shown time and again, perhaps not the guy that you want to be one of the leaders mm-hmm. of your squad, right? I, I think we all know his track history at this point. And we're we're out of Los Angeles. We've got a, a lot of Laker fanboys walking the hallways here. To some degree, I want to see them miserable and contain, you know, the, well, and, and, and see all of this blow up because it was all just presumed that the dominoes would line up perfectly and that we'd move forward into this next great era of Laker basketball. I like that it's a little harder, that the big market doesn't just you know, envelop all of the talent. DeMarcus Cousins was heading for a max deal before he hurt his Achilles. And now, now if you're the Lakers, maybe you could get him on the, and I'm using the air quotes, which you can't see on radio, but maybe you could get him on the cheap, I like if that. you will. If there's only two teams that are going after him, the Pelicans ended up making their push at late in the season when... DeMarcus Cousins wasn't there, so maybe they're not willing to bend over backwards to 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 bring him back. That's all yet to play out with the Lakers as they they try to move on. You mentioned Lonzo Ball. I Mike, I have I I never bought the Paul George not going to LA stuff. I never bought that Lonzo Ball was even a possibility to be dealt to San Antonio. No, no chance. And and, and it, it's just I don't I didn't think that it just didn't fit in the trade. Say what you will about Lonzo and say what you will about LeVar. I just didn't think it made sense. And I think that people are trying to figure out, okay, what would entice the Spurs? What's all the value? And then they just end up pushing Lonzo Ball in for value-wise. That just that never made any sense for me. 
for the Lakers to do that. I, it also didn't make sense when we heard the report that the Lakers weren't including Brandon Ingram in any of the offers. Well, who the heck else are you going to offer? The only guy, that's the only you guy know? on the roster that you say his ceiling hasn't been met. I think Kyle Kuzma's going to be a solid player. He's not a potential superstar, mm-hmm. I don't believe. I mean, we watched a lot of Laker basketball here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. There's some good things. Wonder if his ceiling is isn't just a little bit higher, but but not to that transcendent. Brandon Ingram's still developing, and a guy that may you saw flashes every once in a while where he could take over a game. Can that become a full time full time role for him? I don't know, but he's the only guy where I think teams might be intrigued enough to go that way. With Lonzo Ball, there's still so many fundamental things wrong with his overall game. Popovich in his final couple of years is going to deal with all that. With with everything that goes through. Yeah. Can't shoot. Can't shoot free throws. Bum wheel. Dad. I've I've, I've, it, I, I've <laughs> I, and Mike, serious? I put all of that below DeJounte Murray's our starting point. No, that guard. That's, that's right. That's, and we, that's and, we yeah. and we got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? We don't have we don't know what the future is as you start Exiling yep. the the older guys and they go go into the the great beyond of, of post basketball, but yes, you have a guy in Murray that showed that yeah, he can play. He, he's the one that took Tony Parker's job. Yep. So th- that should say enough of of he may be wanted by twenty twenty five other teams at the NBA. Who knows? Uh, maybe even not that many. But it just isn't San Antonio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. The phone number is 877 on fox That's 877-996-6369. There was a huge story in NBA free agency that no one is talking about involving one of the NBA's best. We will after Isaac Lowenkron gives us the latest of who's going where and who's staying where, I guess, Isaac. Indeed. Good morning, Dan and Michael. LeBron James has not decided yet, but Paul George is staying with the Oklahoma City Thunder for four years and $137 million. George made the announcement at an event called Summer Hype House Party at a home in Edmond, Oklahoma last night, and here is how it sounded. If if y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. That video, by the way, courtesy of former NFL offensive lineman Gabe Icard, who would now like to be known as Gabe Warjanowski Icard. Chris Paul stays in Houston for four years, $160 million. Kevin Durant agrees to a one-year extension and a one-year option with Golden State for a total of $61.5 million. DeAndre Jordan, a one-year $24 million deal with the Mavericks. Nikola Jokic agrees to a five-year $148 million deal to stay in Denver. The knockout round of the World Cup continues at the top of the hour on Fox as host country Russia takes on Spain. But get this, Russia's leading scorer in this World Cup, Denis Cherishev, is not in the starting lineup today. No official word yet on why. Putin's starting, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> nice. and, he'll, and he'll score a hat trick because everybody's going <laughs> to let him score or else. But get this, a bizarre story broke last night when Cherashev's father, Dmitry, said in an interview with Russia's Sport Weekend magazine that Cherashev was injected with HGH before the World Cup. 
Cheryshev said, quote, I don't know where the journalist got this from. Maybe they didn't understand my father. Maybe they didn't understand what was going on. I have never used any prohibited substances, unquote. No word yet on whether Cheryshev's father would now like to be known as Dmitry Lavar Cheryshev. Oh. <laughs> Back to you. Thank you very much, Isaac. This is Fox Sports Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% tomorrow at car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Mike, a lot went down in the first nine hours of NBA free agency. And we focus on Paul George and we focus on the Lakers. But there's there's a couple of other stories that I think are, are worth getting to that really, I think, in a way have altered some of the pieces that we've seen in, in in the Western Conference and throughout the NBA. And I was going to rank them, but I'll just throw them out there. The Rockets losing Trevor Ariza to the Suns is a big deal. Sure. I mean, when you look at trying to topple the Golden State Warriors, Trevor Ariza is a key piece in doing all of that. And for him to go to Phoenix on a one-year, $15 million deal, I was, I was surprised at that. Now, Houston fans will say we kept our title team together with Chris Paul four years, $160 million. But it was just a week ago, Mike, when, when we had heard the Chris Broussard report of maybe the Rockets and Chris Paul not not being happy with e- with each other on the deal. And I think that Chris was right. It wasn't that he was going to jump ship and completely leave, but we actually see some compromise on this contract. It wasn't the five-year, $200-plus-million-dollar deal and we had heard that the Rockets had wanted to give three years to Chris Paul. They compromise on a four-year deal that'll pay him $160 million. Now, I know they were all giddy at the the NBA awards and a lot of hugging and backslapping, saying, does it look like we have beef? I want to inject myself going, why are you giving this guy four years, $160 million? He's not finishing seasons. He's missing chunks. The ISO ball was wearing his body down quickly, and, and in crunch time, he was not there. And you lose a reason, a guy who was a twelve point a game scorer back to back years. Defensively, yeah, was and, a you know, could could defend different positions, defend different people on Golden State. And knowing that you're going to need people to eat up minutes to A keep Chris Paul, who's going to be thirty four years old, from breaking down mm-hmm. right, and, and keeping him fresh so he's ready for the playoffs. You just gave up a, a big piece of your team losing him to Phoenix. Phoenix doing some interesting spending. I don't know that anybody trusts the the top down to get it right, but they at least look good on paper that they're developing a roster. But the Chris Paul deal, I saw it like, wow, he got his $40 million a year. I literally clapped when I saw that. No, like, good for you. Good for you. You were able to get them to give you four years and $160 million playing deep into your 30s that when you're already missing significant time every year. Well played by you and your agent. There is a legitimate there is a legitimate concern, and you mentioned the injury history of Chris Paul. I wonder if Chris Paul is going to play 160 regular season games in this $160 million contract over those four years. Because the 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 body we, we saw what happens in the playoffs. And as you get older and older, those injuries may happen sooner and sooner. Heck, we saw him this year, didn't crack sixty games, I believe, in the regular season. I'm wondering if he's gonna play 160 games over the four years for that hundred and sixty million dollars. So essentially, if you're the Houston Rockets, 
I believe they're going to be paying him about $1 million per game over the four years of that contract just because injury-wise, we, we've seen it. There's There have been very few seasons, and, and we know that there's rest and we're not expecting him to log 82 sure. games. But I think maybe only once in his career he played a, a complete full season, but there were chunks missing from a lot of other years. He played 82 games, 2014-2015 for the Clippers. Otherwise, you go back to 2010 when he was in New Orleans, the last time he played 80 games in a year. After that, 60, 70, 62, 82, 74, 61, 58. And that was this past season, right? The 58. And 58. Yeah. So, yes, you, you schedule in some rest. You, you try to be cognizant of what the body has gone through in his NBA run and knowing that he can be effective. But diminishing returns, age, father time's gotten everybody. We don't know about LeBron James yet. I'm still contending Cyborg and things that were manufactured in some James Cameron film somewhere along the way. But But for Chris Paul, this deal... Just seems all right. We're this is the equivalent to the Albert Pujols. We're going to give you ten years and really hope to hell that the first two pay off, and then we're paying you thank you money in those final two years because we got what we wanted and we we beat the Warriors or we did something great along the way that we're going to be remembered for because those back two years are potentially awful and catastrophic for this team. Kevin Durant got a two-year deal worth $61 million with the Golden State Warriors. The second year is a player option. And, Mike, I know this went under the radar. But if you take a step back and really look at Kevin Durant and the Warriors and what we had heard at the end of the season and, and maybe some rumblings that Durant isn't completely happy with how things go in Golden State, we've talked about it on this show that I do think that Kevin Durant does have an eye on the future and an an eye on the long term and what he's going to do after basketball. So it's nice to keep connections and be in the Bay area Mm -hmm. where he's got his business and his, and his foundation and is in a lot of different opportunities. But if they win a title again and they go three for three with Kevin Durant and it's just kind of whatever, heck they don't even have to win a title. I think this opt-out for next summer is a bigger deal than people think. And I think that if you win, it gives them another excuse to be like, all right, that's three for three. If you want to go somewhere else, go right ahead. If things don't go well, it's, all right, things didn't go well. Maybe I'll try to find my own spot. I just don't – I don't see Kevin Durant finishing his career in a Golden State Warriors uniform, and I see him going to play somewhere else. And I just – it just struck me. It's one of those things where we've got – heck, he – was able to opt out of his contract this year. So we've seen this before, but the opt out after next summer, we may be going through LeBron watch with Kevin Durant watch, depending on what happens with the next 12 months with the Golden State Warriors. Well, see, that's why his deal to me is a far more intriguing and a talking point and a long-term play for the, for the league and for him far more intriguing when you go to the two and one. You keep staying there. A, you stay relevant. You stay on everybody's sure. yep. tongues, and they keep going through your accomplishments. But also, you're you're looking at what's my best situation, not only professionally, right? Is it time to bounce? You know, did we have our run? Are whatever David West alluded to, are mm-hmm. they real issues and fracture that they get by, right? You can get through a regular season. We saw it this, uh, this, this past year where they looked bored. They look like they were ready to do anything else. Yep. Steve Kerr lamented it. He's got guys coaching. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, he's got guys coaching. Like, you're doing everything you can to just get through the 82 games. 
And then you go and you turn it on, and, and what do we see? We see them walk through. Now, the, the Cavaliers had a couple of prime opportunities to win games and, and botched both of those. Uh, I still want the mannequins of J.R. Smith and, and LeBron James because those jerseys were up for auction, right? The, the James went for one hundred ten grand. the J.R. Smith for twenty three. Those would have been good in an art exhibit with mannequins, you know, showing the way LeBron was gesturing back, going the other way, uh, and, and everything else. That when, when you have this opportunity to keep redirecting the league, it's also good for him financially because the cap keeps going up. And even if he's taken a little bit of a discount, so to speak, here, you're still in the middle of Silicon Valley. You're still getting tapped into all the tech companies, which is something that appealed to him and set you up for lifelong uh, earning yeah. long after the NBA is done. I just think it's a different narrative after next season. Whether they win or lose, and and if they if they end up losing, there could be discord dysfunction. If they win, it could just be getting bored again and maybe Kevin Durant wanting a new challenge and something different, which was one of the reasons we heard of why he left Oklahoma City. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. One NBA superstar was sending mixed messages on Twitter during NBA free agency. We'll reveal who that is next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. NBA free agency, better than the NBA finals, although that wasn't hard to do. That All it took was one one stroke of a pen, Dan. <laughs> there, was, there was at least drama in NBA free agency. No, we had drama after game one. Yes, and then after true. game four that's... when the soft cast appeared. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Come on, the dumbest thing in NBA or really any any history of a sport. Get Mike Harmon on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. If you ever missed the show, you can listen on the iHeartRadio app and SiriusXM Channel 83. Get our good friend Isaac Lowenkron on Twitter at, well, simply enough, Isaac Lowenkron. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Michael. And you know, when you, you look through a cookbook for the recipe for chaos and mayhem, it calls for you to take one part NBA free agency and mix it with one part social media. And that's what <laughs> happened last night while you were sleeping, starting at 11.37 p.m. Pacific time when Portland Trailblazers superstar Damian Lillard tweeted two emojis, a hand holding up two fingers, and the face of a watch with the hands of the watch displaying a time of approximately 4 o'clock. Now, instantly, Twitter lost its mind. Not a hard thing to do, I grant you. It garnered thousands of retweets and comments, including the following sample comments. Quote, Darn it, I was just getting ready to go to bed. Now i got to figure out what this means. Another comment, Can someone translate? Another comment, Dame to Phoenix? Yet another comment, welcome to the Warriors. And one other comment, what does this mean? Please don't do this to us. What was Damian Lillard meaning with that tweet? I will say this. The the peace sign emoji and the watch emoji was, peace, I'm out of time, I'm done tweeting. That's what I think it I'm was. I'm going to bed. That, I've yeah, had enough yeah, of this nonsense. I'm out of here. Peace. We'll see you later. Time's up. We're not doing this anymore. I'm moving on. That's what I think. Damian Lillard was saying, not about his Portland Trailblazer tenure. No, that's going to keep on going on. It's on his Twitter activity of the night because he did quote retweet someone who then deleted that tweet because I'm sure that person ended up getting 
a lot of flack from the Damian Lillard fans. But there was the broken heart, as you mentioned, on the Ed Davis tweet. But I am guessing that it was a peace. See you later. Time is up. I'm done tweeting. No, it's that too easy. Sense. I want I want some chaos, Dan. Just saying, I'm going to bed. I mean, it's it's tasty, right? It gives us something to to chew on a little bit in this free agency chaos. A couple other comments that were in the thread uh, after the emojis were, "Hey, welcome to Cleveland." <laughs> <laughs> See, I agree with Dan. I think that that's what Damian Lillard was going for. I just wish that if that's what he meant, that the time on the face of the watch would not have been 4 p.m. Because 4 p.m. is not bedtime. If it was 11 p.m. or 10 p.m., maybe. Well, then again, 4 a.m. might be the bedtime for most NBA players. Also last night while you were sleeping, at 11.20 p.m., popular model Chrissy Teigen waded into the fray when she tweeted, quote, I'm at a small embroidery shop in downtown L.A., and LeBron is here with a blank Lakers jersey trying to get a pick, unquote. And this temporarily caused chaos on Twitter. Thousands of retweets, thousands of comments, quote, ask him if he's signing here, and other, could Chrissy Teigen have just broken the LeBron James decision? And my favorite comment, all-night embroidery shop. How very L.A. <laughs> only thing, only things open late here are the taco trucks and the embroidery shops, unquote. Now, if it wasn't obvious already that Miss Teagan was just joking around, it probably was when she subsequently tweeted a blurry picture of James supposedly leaving the shop in a vehicle. The vehicle was a Volvo station wagon. I was going to say, I don't know if it was a Volkswagen or what it was, but it sure as heck wasn't a uh, black Escalade with tinted windows, whatever he was driving around when he arrived in L.A. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, excuse me, the team couldn't help me. I need my new jersey ended up selling. I can't believe people actually bought it. I do like that one of the comments was, we know it's a lie because LeBron does all his embroidery. Great news, there's a quick way you can save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. I would say if Chrissy Teigen said that LeBron James was considering the Nuggets, that that would also be something that's unbelievable, but apparently that's a thing. I mean, if LeBron James goes to the Denver Nuggets, how much do you hate Dan Gilbert? How much do you <laughs> want to get rid of that and deal with that? The Denver Nuggets of all teams. You know what? Honestly, looking at free agency, we talked about Trevor Ariza before. You know, Phoenix had the money. Heck, go to Phoenix. You got Devin Booker. You got Josh Jackson. You now have DeAndre Ayton as your number one overall pick. Heck, that would be a much better spot than say Denver squad to roll into I don't know maybe he wants to buy the pizza places Peyton Manning abandoned Chris Paul is getting paid but is he getting overpaid that next on Fox Sports Sunday rolling along on a Sunday where NBA free agency grabs the headlines and a lot of movement at midnight Eastern time this morning as Chris Paul has signed a four-year deal to stay with the Houston Rockets Kevin Durant a two-year deal back with the Warriors and Paul George back with the Oklahoma City Thunder on a four-year contract. Does have a player option for the fourth year. $137 million for Paul George. And just looking at it, Mike, and to 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 just take an a, a turn, NBA free agency has, has been awesome. And it's been awesome the last couple of off-seasons. We even joked about how it was better than the NBA Finals this past year. When you look at what the NFL has in free agency and it's it's not apples to apples it's different because superstars are usually locked up in the nfl 
there are more positions to fill where basketball you pretty much know a lot of the, a lot of the names that are signing in different places maybe the NFL not so much but i think there is something to be said mike about the contract situation and i know you hammer on the NFL and the the players for the CBA that they signed any chance that you can get yes but you know in guaranteed contracts are, are are something that NFL players would love to have but when you look at major league baseball and what ends up happening and we look at the whole value of a contract, and it's the same thing in the NBA. And in the NBA, Mike, it's working both ways. Where we look at the Houston Rockets and Chris Paul and say, "Wow, you got to pay him forty-four million dollars four years from now." And then we look at Kevin Durant and say, "Like, oh, he's got an opt-out next year." So we're looking at it both from the player's perspective and from the team perspective. NFL free agency really doesn't have anything to do with the contracts whatsoever. All it is is player team, and then if they play well, they'll, they'll stay there. I think that the, the way that the contracts are structured, and I know it's not, again, it's not apples to apples. I'm not saying that the NFL can do what the NBA does, but we're never going to be that involved and that, that tied up into free agency in the NFL because the contracts really don't mean anything once you sign that that huge long-term deal yeah, because they could it could be done in two years, you take whatever you can on the you know salary cap it and move on. Yeah, with the the NFL, we we see the number of deals. I guess the only thing that's really changed is now you get the five year. Here's a bunch of money. Yep. And we're the only the, the only thing in the notes we pay attention to is how much was guaranteed in the signing bonus because the rest of it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Year two, year three. I use Mike Glennon as the great example because everybody really went after the Bears for the deal that they did with him. It was a one year, eighteen million dollar deal, right? On paper, it was three years, 45, 46, whatever that final number would have been. But realistically, the opportunity to draft Trubisky meant it was a one-year deal with a high price up front, which was the going rate for mid-level quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I know and that it pains people to hear it, but a mid-level quarterback runs $18 million. That's it. You know, We're always already getting ahead to Jameis Winston and his off-field troubles. What does that mean? when he goes for his next deal, when Aaron Rodgers gets re-upped. We're, we're, we're already looking at yep. next next deals. But, <coughs> but when you, Excuse me, but that's the price yeah. of playing poker in the NFL. And and you can get out of those deals, and, and it's just structured differently. Here, you're on for the full freight, just like you are for baseball. So if you sign a guy for one of these 8- to 10-year deals, pro- probably not getting the returns on the back end of that investment. Yeah. So you're wishing that it all comes together. In in both of these scenarios, both Kevin Durant and Chris Paul, the players win. Now, the Warriors win to a degree because something happens to Kevin Durant. They're not looking at some monster contract and, and whatever if things suddenly nobody gets along and there's problems. But for the players, you have full flexibility of where you want to go. And if Chris Paul could still command $40 million with as many miles as on the on those legs, injuries we chronicled, the number of games missed this past hour, like your union's doing a hell of a job. Yeah. And, and that means that the league is still growing as well. We know the salary cap's going up. They just re-up silver for another five years. So the health of the league also helps dictate that. And what have we seen of this trend when it, in NBA free agency, Mike, we thought at some point there would be a situation where we knew that there were short-term deals the last couple of seasons in free agency. But now we just see it again with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And the four years that Chris Paul gets, I know is 
after the four-year deal, there's going to be some question, is he going to, going to play again or whatever? But Paul George, the same thing. While, while we're like, we're going, wow, he committed to, to at least three years to right. Oklahoma City. That's really not a lot of time. and and so Three like, years goes by in a blink of an eye. Yeah, we're recycling this over and over again. And so when you look at NBA free agency, when you look at this offseason, and it's a very short offseason because – in about two and a half months, they're going to be at training <laughs> camp doing their media days and getting ready yeah. for the next season. But when we look at the NFL offseason, we always raved on how the NFL was so genius in, in having the combine and then how we how we loved free agency and then how we love the NFL draft. I'm sorry, but I'm having a hard time seeing how the NFL's offseason is better than what we have at least had in the last nine hours. It goes on longer, a lot more to talk about the draft for three or four months for sure, mm-hmm. but I mean, you want to... You want to talk about that immediate high of what you're getting? Heck, this week in the NBA is tough to top. Well, we need those 18th and 19th games to go on to the end of the regular season, Dan. But <laughs> for the NFL, but for the NBA, you also have big names. Yep. And you have players with power. And that and that's one of the things, you know, as I harp on the the NFL collective bargaining agreement, the bad deals that they sign, the the pittance that they walk away with as quote wins of all of it, and DeMora Smith gets reelected in a unanimous vote, all of these things, I walk around with the baseball bat and keep taking it, to taking them to the woodshed because they, they've just had so many losses on a larger scale compared to these other leagues where you've seen the top players band together to, to exert their power. And that's what the NBA has done time and again. I mean, just look at who your leadership, Chris Paul being one of the leaders of your union, but him, LeBron James, you've got your big names chiming in on big issues. On the court, in the the meeting rooms of the NBA officials, look what they did with Donald Sterling here in Los Angeles and threatening to not play playoff games. They exerted major impact on the sport, and now year to year it's a big deal because we may see one or more of your top 10 players change hands. You want to take it out to top 20, we certainly have a number of those guys on the move, so it helps to dictate the news cycle and news coverage and keep you in the forefront. And NFL, you if you're a quarterback, you don't move unless they've drafted the replacement and you're a middling guy, right? It's a big deal. Patrick Mahomes is going to take over in Kansas City. A lot of people didn't like Alex Smith anyway. Nice and efficient, but not a guy that's ever been seen as the game changer or world beater, so he goes away. Kirk Cousins goes to Minnesota. A lot of shrugs. A lot of it being Jay Gruden doing everything he can to to bash his guy Mm -hmm. on the way out the door. But you don't see the A-list guys just saying, you know what, I'm taking my ball and I'm changing shop. It's when they're at their end or there's an obvious schism to where – there there may be diminishing returns. I mean, the Patriots time and again shed guys and it's like, wow, that's a big name. It's like, well, that means he's probably done. Yeah. And that's and that's why I said it's not apples to apples, it's apples to oranges. Yeah. But when you look at the contracts, it's something that we never really concern about in the National mm-hmm. Football League as we do here in the NBA as we're looking at what they're going to get paid at the end, who's got the opt-out in the NFL, as you say, is like, oh, wow, they're getting that much up front, and that's well, really all that it is. Well, with the NFL, when you talk about the number of players involved on a roster, and that mm-hmm. goes back again to the power and the prestige of those elite in the NBA, is that it gets lost in terms of what the NFL salary cap, you can't can't encapsulate it and make it make sense and make it digestible the same way 
it seems guys are able to do with the NBA. And I think part of it is you only have, you know, the 15 spots. So it's easier to say, okay, here are the luxury tax implications. We go from here. The NFL, when you start talking about the salary cap, it seems to be a moving target in terms of how you try to approach it as to what a guy means and, and what a signing means relative to, to everything else. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's serve up some more hot takes and sausage. Excellent. Sam, Sam Kinsley is our technical producer. That voice you hear is our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger. Ryan's going to throw up a topic for Mike and I to discuss, and then Ryan gets to pick a winner. I like the music choices. I like the uh, the hot takes mm. beds uh, the, today. So far, so good on little this bass, July little 1st. little bump. Yes. You know? Way to go, wizard. I will say, I, I was thinking about it. You know that one that went like, bam, 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 bam. Let's ditch that one. You know, that's so early 2018. You know what I'm talking about, Sam. I do. I'll never play it again. It's erased from history. <laughs> see, see you later, alligator. I Guys, need more bass. <laughs> uh, Ryan, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Ryan Bershinger, B-U-R-S-C-H-I-N-G-E-R. And Sam, your Twitter handle is? IowaSam99, up to 319 followers. That's also my area code from back home. All right. How about there that? There you go. All right. That would mean Ryan represents the 135. <laughs> okay, we got to get you to an 818, Ryan. We'll yeah, do that. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try Please. our best. There we go. Good, good. All right, so for uh, this next round here, uh, first of all, as you guys were talking about these bad contracts, uh, speaking of which, happy Bobby Bonilla Day to both of you. Oh, you know yes. what? Bobby Bonilla's contract, who, who are you saying it's worse for? Uh, for the Mets. Wrong. It's categorically wrong. Economically Paying him the $22 million the other way was the worst deal. For Bobby Bonilla, boneheaded, because he should have had that money up front and invested it, and he would have made a lot more. True. So everybody Truth. laughs at the Mets. They actually got the better of the hey. deal. All right. Well, <laughs> but, uh, but it points. is funny that he's been out of baseball since 2001 and is still getting paid. Do I win by default because he just disagreed with you before we even got to the topic? He yelled at him before yeah. it even began. <laughs> All right, we're tied. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, for this hot takes, uh, DeAndre Jordan has apparently signed uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. I guess he's been let out of his house this time. Um, personal note, too, DeAndre Jordan, easily scared. Uh, I, How I about worked, that? Yeah, I worked at a local theme park for their Halloween event two years in a row. I would scare people, <laughs> jump out of... of, of You'd be what a was, zombie. Wait, what you was the be, character? You would be a zombie, I was right? a zombie. You were a zombie, yes. huh? Yes. Zombie. And, uh, when, Ryan, uh, when Ryan was an intern, we would make him do a zombie walk. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I'm a professional. I'm very good at it. I like that. Hey, by the way, Espana up 1-0 hey. on Russia 12 minutes in oh, as the World yeah. Cup continues. <laughs> Uh, did DeAndre Jordan make the right move with, with, with going to the Mavericks, or did he have a better option on the table? I will say this. I think that he made the, the right move in the fact of, you know what, Dallas, I'm sorry about the past. Same amount of money that he would have made with the Clippers. Why not go to Dallas where they are putting together some pieces to try to get back to respectability? And I, and I will say this. With your owner in L.A. and Steve Ballmer and your owner in Dallas, Mark Cuban, I think both guys are going to do – what they can to make their teams competitive. And I think the Clippers, whether it be this year or next year, will be active in free agency. But good on DeAndre Jordan for, I guess in a way, somewhat, righting the wrong of going back on his verbal commitment to them a few years back, still getting the the same amount of money, but he can go there, go back to Texas. I know he's a Houston guy, but at least go back to, to Texas. 
see if he likes it in Dallas, and then make the decision on where he wants to go long-term next season. Thank goodness he didn't go to the Warriors because they would have been even more dominant. <laughs> more dominant than if LeBron James went to Golden State if DeAndre Jordan would have gone there. Good on DeAndre Jordan. Well, for DeAndre Jordan, he'll save about $2 million in taxes going to Texas, so good job on him. So the final net is still a, a positive for the cash. I'd like a 30 for 30 or whatever documentary we can put together, Dan, in our new production company, you and I, to see how he bridged that gap with Mark Cuban, whether it was just simply a, hey, I'm still a good player. You need a guy of my particular set of skills. Let's get together. Or if there had to be more of a heart-to-heart, given the way that he scorned him <laughs> several years ago, and you lost a couple of years where you know Dirk Nowitzki was still playing at a, at a high level. But now you have Smith, Dennis Smith Jr., you bring in Doncic, you, you've got a, a nice base. You could see how it gels for a year. And again, player option after one year to, to just say, I'm going back into free agency and move on. I think that's always always a win in a player's perspective, especially if he wants to just feel things out and feel out an organization because he must have had some misgivings a couple of years ago. And maybe he's trying to see if he was wrong all along. Uh, happy Bobby Bonilla Day, Dan. You win this one. Yes, all right. There it is. Tied up at one apiece entering the final round. What are the odds? He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, we know the Thunder are considered a big winner in NBA free agency so far. Who's the biggest loser so far? That answer may surprise you. We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday at Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Still waiting on one LeBron James in Los Angeles yesterday. We assume meeting with the Lakers. LeBron did reportedly talk with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Then Chris Mannix, who you'll hear on Fox Sports Radio, the co-host of Chris and Karan with Karan Butler, reporting that the Denver Nuggets have an interest in LeBron. How about that? That is not going to happen. There's, well, there's, what, they re-signed Barton and Jokic, right? Yeah. So is not that enough to happen. entice you? <laughs> Again, LeBron James would have to hate Dan Gilbert so much that he would go to Denver instead of going back to Cleveland if he didn't go to L.A. Well, you got the possibility of the Blaze Pizza enterprise that he's he's been involved with, you know, since its early stages that maybe – you know, that's enough to pick up where Peyton Manning had with Papa John's before they were no longer, you know, the official sure. pizza of the NFL. I still want some insider trading questions to come down from all of that. But but in the interim, I, I just like that there's just a random team thrown yeah, in. Yeah, I'd love it. Orlando Magic in on, <laughs> in on LeBron There James. he is. He's going to the T-Wolves. The, like, there if, you go. I did that for you, Scott. If, <laughs> if LeBron James ended up going to the Denver Nuggets – I think that they would then make the playoffs after coming so close the previous two years. I would think that Denver would be in the in the Western Conference playoffs, which leads me to this point, Mike. From what we have seen early on, Chris Paul back with the Rockets, Paul George stays with the Thunder, DeAndre Jordan leaving the Clippers for the Mavericks, and of course, all all reported. Nothing could be official until until July sixth, right. and you'll see this on all the websites. Report, 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 report. Kevin Durant back with the Golden State Warriors. What has changed in the West? To me, not much. No. The Warriors are still the best team. 
The Rockets are likely the second best team. You lost Trevor Ariza. They got, to, they got worse. Y- yeah, even with the the news of yeah. Chris Paul. Like so that maybe that gap is a is a little bit wider without Trevor Ariza there now, and maybe an aging Chris Paul. Who knows? But all of the other pieces. Oklahoma City was a four seed last year in the in the playoffs, and they were ousted by the Utah Jazz in the four five series. They're, I mean, aren't they the, just the same? I mean, did, did they? <laughs> Because Paul George is back for another year, have they vaulted to number three past the Portland Trailblazers? No, I just I don't think so. And so with all of the hype that is going on in the NBA, Jeremy Grant's back again. What has changed to the Western Conference? Because right now, nothing has changed in my mind from the end of the year, even with all these moves. The gap isn't closer with Golden State, maybe a little bit wider with Houston losing Trevor Ariza. Oklahoma City is this just bringing everybody back. It's 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 not like Paul George was then just brought in where they were the four seed. I just don't know what has all changed in the Western Conference. Maybe Dallas is better and the Clippers are worse with the DeAndre Jordan move, but that's about it. Well, that's just it. The Clippers were already in rebuild mode and shedding all those names and contracts. Now we still look at couple that are on the books that are head scratchers in terms of the overall value and you go wow I didn't realize that guy made that much money but they get rid of DeAndre Jordan and and they're the potential sleeping I don't I can't call them a giant because they've been terrible for so long but you know a couple years of Lob City but for chaos purposes you're always looking at Kawhi and LeBron James could that be the sales pitch Steve Ballmer makes to go over the top but in terms of what's really changed I guess you could make some argument to a degree that Oklahoma City, there's a stability. So anything that might have been there in terms of hand-wringing of is Paul George going to stick around is gone so the team can go play. But one might argue that once you get inside the confines of the basketball court, all that goes out the window anyway because you're only Mm -hmm. worried about playing basketball, right? It's like anybody dealing with any major stressful event in their life, positive or negative, you know, we talk about it when people lose a loved one. Many people will just put their head in the sand and just go back to work as long and as often as they can. Same thing when you're going through it and all of those kind of speculative things, especially when it's swirling in the media like it did with Paul George. Easy to just go play basketball. Quick note on Oklahoma City. I think Billy Donovan is in a in a no-win situation. And I'm just not sure on how long he is for that job for the simple fact of, Mike, if Paul George didn't return, they likely would have been worse next year. So guess what? Uh, Oklahoma City is not top four in the Western Conference. Let's make a change with our head coach. Now that Paul George is there, if they don't close the gap, let's make a change with our head coach. And now you've got all the pieces, and if things aren't you know, putting them in the top two or three of the Western Conference, let's make a change with our head coach. I think Billy Donovan's going to be one of those coaches on the hot seat, whether Paul George stayed or went with Oklahoma City. And I think that it's it's he's the one that uh, you have a reason either way if you're Oklahoma City to make a change. Now you just have a reason if, if you don't improve on your fourth spot. I, I Total no, tangent take. No, but no, no, but, but, it's, but it's the, the part of it, right, is that now we, we watch the money flow – and a lot is made in the NBA about what the luxury tax implications are. That's why with all the Kawhi Leonard trade talk, as enticing as any package the Celtics might make for him, there was a huge tax bill that was going to come along mm-hmm. with his acquisition, especially when you start moving around 
you know, some of these smaller parts. Obviously, the NBA has that ludicrous thing of salaries matching up and all of those things. But those are real factors in trying to decide when we, we discussed a little bit with the decision-making process and, and money flow and, and what you mean and everything, that Oklahoma City is going to have a big tax bill, which means the expectations go up, right? Because each home playoff game brings in so much extra revenue each round as you go through. And all the ancillary dollars, the the exposure on national television, and maybe your stars get a little more of a push, all of those kind of things that start to flow in that, yeah, Billy Donovan, I don't know how realistic it is that there's a, a lot of movement, but certainly the internal pressures have to be there. Look, we forked out. We gave you three three years yeah. guaranteed with this guy, and we guaranteed him $137 million. You have to go make it happen. What else are you bringing to the table? Because just the two signings that you have here, him and Grant. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. All right, they're a year older. Yeah. That, that, that's really the only difference. There's not much that you could do player-wise, so if things don't go well in Oklahoma City early, you could see an early exit for Billy Donovan. Coach him up, Billy. This is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon, and I'm Dan Beyer. Yeah, for as crazy as it was, I just don't see a lot of changing of the guard or changing of the power in the Western Conference with who was who. who's number one, Golden State. Who's number two, the Rockets. Who's three? Well, there's a bunch of teams that could be third right now, and that's exactly what we had at the end of this past season. Well, that's just it. Jimmy Butler doesn't get hurt. Minnesota was up around the three. Like, there's just that muddled mess between three and nine. Yeah. Right? And yep. other than shuffling deck chairs, I don't know that much is changing there. Who is the biggest loser so far in free? Yeah, that's yes. what I'm talking about. Sports Talk Radio at its finest. We'll give you that answer after Isaac Lohenkron gives us the latest of what's happening at the World Cup and I guess elsewhere in the NBA. Hello, Isaac. Thank you for not using a potentially obvious segue. <laughs> Speaking of the biggest loser, appreciate that very much. We will start with NBA free agency and LeBron James indeed has not, Dan and Michael, yet made decision 3.0. But Paul George... He made his last night at an event called Summer Hype House Party. My invitation apparently lost in the mail that occurred at a home in Edmond, Oklahoma last night. And here's how it sounded when George made his announcement. If y'all, if y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. That clip courtesy of former NFL offensive lineman Gabe Icard, who was in attendance at the party. George's deal to stay in OKC for four years, $137 million. Chris Paul stays in Houston for four years, $160 million. Kevin Durant agrees to a one-year extension and a one-year option with Golden State for a total of $61.5 million. DeAndre Jordan agrees to a one-year $24 million deal with the Mavericks. Nikola Jokic agrees to a five-year $148 million extension to stay in Denver. The knockout round of the World Cup continuing right now on Fox with host country Russia taking on Spain, which lined up this free kick in the 11th minute. In there by Marco Asensio. And into the net it goes. Sergio Ramos wheels away. Precisely the start Spain wanted, but Russia caught nothing, defending at the set piece. 
Rangers. Derek Ray, the call on Fox. Spain still leading Russia 1-0. They are now in the 32nd minute. Coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Denmark taking on Croatia. Now back to two guys who were invited to summer hype house party last night. Dan Beyer and Michael Harmon. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Mike had better plans than I did. I went out and played a little golf before free agency and then came home and sat on the couch. The wife and I watched a little TV. Uh, Mike was out uh, checking out some Grease. Was that Grease sing-along at the Hollywood Bowl. It was a Girl Scout event. I'll let you do the math for those that know the lyrics uh, of Grease that maybe there were a couple of times where, Daddy, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you. Uh, got to do a, a lot of uh, teaching teachable moments yesterday but good crowd everybody uh dressed up like the characters and singing along maybe a little booze infused for some i made little chocolate dogs to hand out because it was my my daughter's 10th birthday so we got to celebrate maddie's birthday with a bunch of her buddies and and just singing along and being silly it was a beautiful thing he's mike carmen i'm dan byer coming to you live for the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with Geico, go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we mentioned a lot of the big deals. There were some other smaller deals that went down, two of which, Mike, I think could end up being a bigger deal. And again, it always goes back to the Lakers and what they're doing. But the Sixers not only lost Ursan Ilyasova signing a three-year deal with the Bucks, and that's going to have a trickle-down effect with where Jabari Parker maybe goes next, Utah, Sacramento, some other places, maybe to Philadelphia, uh, a place where Ursan Ilyasova came from. But the Sixers also lost Marco Bellinelli as he goes back to the Spurs on a two-year deal. They were pickups that the Sixers made as they made this playoff push. But you just wonder, because a lot of the talk has been about how Philadelphia has gotten into the Kawhi Leonard conversation. For a while, you thought it was Boston and L.A. Heck, what a great rivalry. Why not fight over Kawhi Leonard? Doesn't seem like Boston wants to give up a ton of assets and maybe really doesn't need to. The, the, they could be there to to drive up the price for the Lakers. Right. But Philadelphia would be a spot where you draw connections with Brett Brown and his previous uh, time with San Antonio, so you have some familiarity there. But now also you're looking at a Spurs team that lost two, I don't want to say big pieces, but solid pieces to a team that ended up making it to the second round of the of the Eastern Conference playoffs, making it to the semifinals before losing to Boston and losing in a bunch of close games. It was a five-game series, but the games were, were all pretty much were pretty competitive. But now you look at Kawhi Leonard as being maybe available for the 76ers, and you're seeing all the movement in the West. Maybe the East is for the taking for Philadelphia if they wanted to to make a move because right now they're 0 for 2 and trying to bring back Ilya Silva and trying to take back Marco Bellinelli. And if the Philadelphia 76ers are an option, it may be more appealing to the Spurs to deal him to deal Kawhi Leonard there than it would be to LA. Yeah, I think there's certainly a, a lot at play there when we're looking at the the Eastern Conference and the assumption that LeBron James, if he doesn't stay in Cleveland leaves and and now he's a member of the west it's boston and whomever else so we get more moses malone and 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 dr j highlights i think along the way against those celtics squads of the past uh joel Embiid was active kind of mocking the uh, lakers uh on twitter yesterday the lakers are forever going to be kobe and magic's team process that uh, having some fun <laughs> during all of this yesterday and making sure he was his voice was heard but certainly they're set up, presuming he stays healthy, 
and that Ben Simmons actually wants to shoot a jump shot eventually. Not that he has to be good at it, just that he has to want to shoot a jump shot because the rest of the game is certainly there for him, that you push forward and you have the opportunity to be one of the power players for a long time with that young nucleus. Kawhi Leonard, assuming that everything checks out with the quad medically, team doctor versus independent doctor versus whomever else, and that's always been one of the things kind of swirling in the background of asking price for Kawhi Leonard is like, what's the medical really look like? Because I'm, I'm a bit curious about we've, that. Yeah, when we've it's heard a, a chronic injuries, you know, so that we heard this week. So, I mean, that tells me like, okay, well, this isn't, once it's healed, isn't just going away, that this could be something that could pop up again. So does that, how much does that affect the asking price and, and what you can do? Again, Boston gets to play heavy because they've got all those assets. And I, I believe you were the first to really hammer on this, Dan, long ago, is that and while they may not be known, they were still all mid-first round picks. Mm-hmm. All these guys that have become big players for them. Yeah, now, obviously you have the top five guys. You have you have Tatum's emergence at the la- latter part of the regular season, uh, and then into the playoffs. But these are all guys that were pretty sought after, touted players that just they're not top five. I think we just look at the draft so differently. And you and I have had this discussion here. People can find the archives uh, on iTunes, uh, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday, uh, download it, give it five stars. Uh, Dan and I will walk the earth and give you a hug. The fact is that these are these are all guys that you should be able to use as bargaining chips because they weren't second round or undrafted free agent finds where they're still, okay, maybe they had a 15-game run, but are they long-term you know, successes? Are they guys that you want to build around? Celtics players are all guys you might want to have as chips to build so position of power for Danny Ainge. I, I I look at if you're if you're Boston and you have Gordon Hayward, you've got obviously Kyrie Irving and a decision to make. If you're giving up one of the pieces, I I think that Kyrie's decision next summer right. is is a big is a is a big deal because I think that there is a decision, and it's not that he's unhappy in Boston or he doesn't want to be a Celtic. It's just maybe the lure of New York City and being a Nick is something that he wants to, you know, do. He liked the Knicks apparently when he was growing up, New Jersey kid, and and maybe that's a spot where if he can find his way and the Knicks are willing to do it, he can be in New York. So if you're Boston, you'd be will you'd be risking losing Kyrie next summer, losing Kawhi Leonard next summer, and giving up one of your young pieces, if not more, to to in the Kawhi Leonard trade. And Boston would take, you know, one step forward this year and about eight steps back if that all ended up playing out. So I can understand I can understand why they're not going to give the Spurs the best offer. Philadelphia, on the other hand, when you've got Joel Embiid, who I think is the most important piece of that, Mike, I would I would trade Ben Simmons straight up for Kawhi Leonard. I, I mean, if you knew that Kawhi Leonard was was staying in the NBA, I don't think that there's anybody who thinks that Ben Simmons is better than Kawhi Leonard. No but you've got this, you've got this, this, this risk, and it's not meant to be hot take. And, and if you know, if you can't get Kawhi to a long term extension, you wouldn't trade Ben Simmons. Sure. But the point being, like that's what that's what Kawhi could mean to that organization if things work out. Heard Markel Fultz's name being put into to the conversation. Dario Saric, um, Robert Covington as possible deals that could all be enticing with some first round picks. 
you know, if the Spurs want to do that, then all the better for Philadelphia. But I think he could really change how things go in the East for a team right now that is 0-2 in free agency, and that being the Sixers. Well, we saw all the rumors about Fultz being included in packages on draft day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and as really just not a, an enticing part. There was so much more to all those presumptive deals and and rumored deals along the way. But for the Sixers, the opportunity huge because the other thing you're you're working at, say you do keep those two guys together, you've got injury histories that you have to yeah. be concerned yeah. about as well. So you you look at if you can do the, hey, we can get Ka- Kawhi Leonard to a long term deal, you you've got a shot because. Really, all you're looking to is if you can get to the finals and give yourself a puncher's chance, right? You mentioned the Kyrie Irving thing, looking at what Boston, that the Knicks become viable, right? They've mended whatever fences they had to with with uh, our, our guy Kristaps Porzingis during his injury year. He may not play for half this year. But to go to New York and lead them back to any level of prominence, you think that's not something that would be really enticing for a guy like yeah. Kyrie Irving? On, on the surface, it may not look enticing right now but because of the roster, but the idea to be the guy that makes Madison Square Garden relevant again other than the next sold-out date by U2 or somebody else, that's a big deal. A really big deal. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. You can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox, and you can get Mike at Swollen Dome as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, are you enjoying a summer vacation? Well, if you are, and even if you aren't, there's a place that you may want to go. We'll tell you that must-place destination next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't realize that Mr. Brownstone did this to Mike Harmon. I, I love the bounce. Well, it's kind of funny that I don't know that I've slept till nine o'clock and wait, one daughter's ten, the other's gonna be thirteen, at least that long. <laughs> Harmon. Oh, hey, let's get the family together and play some feud here on Fox Sports Sunday. Woo-hoo! It is the Fox family. He's Mike Harmon. Ryan Bershinger is our executive producer. Technical producer Sam Kinsley is here. And our anchor, Isaac Lohenkron, make up the Fox family as we play the feud. We're going to take a break from NBA free agency just for a second, okay? we've been. But Fred Van Vliet just signed, Dan! I know, know two-year deal. Well, we're going to take a little break like a lot of people need to take a break this summer. Top 10 answers on the board. Most popular state to visit for a vacation. That's what I want to know. So summer vacation, if you're looking for a place to go, hotels combined analyzed 87,000 bookings a few years back and made a list of the top 10 states that you'd want to visit. And in addition to the past today, guys, here's another twist. If you pick the state that people wanted to visit the least, we'll take away a strike. Okay. Oh, all right. If there you pick, you. so you could go. All right. I think this is popular, but then you'll maybe go. I'll try to go least popular. A little twist today. Let's start with Mike Harmon. All right. Let's start with Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, it's got to be the islands. You got to be going to Hawaii. Show me Hawaii. There it yeah. is. Number ten on this wow. list. Wow. How about Let, that? Let's go over to Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer. How about? Beautiful California. Oh, California. Obviously, there's so many things that, you know, whether it be Southern California or Northern California. Show me, Cali. 
There you go. Number one answer. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the number one answer. Most popular state to visit was California. Over to Sam Kinsley, the wizard. I uh, will try Florida. Florida, another popular destination point, especially for many in the Northeast. Show me Florida. Ah, oh, there it is, the Sunshine State, number two on our list. Over to Isaac Lohenkron. Start spreading the news. Oh, Mike Harmon knows this. That Rochester is beautiful this time. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Albany. There is some Schenectady and Niskayuna, buddy. <laughs> Show me New York. There it is. Yes, New York makes our list. Coming in at number five. Back around to Mike Harmon, four for four. Reminder, Fox Sports Sunday and the feud brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now back to me uh, as I hang out here on the feud. How about Arizona? Arizona, that's a really, you know. Maybe a little off the beaten path. You know, Phoenix is beautiful. Grand Canyon, obviously. Show me the Valley of the Sun in the great state of Arizona. There it is. There you go. All right. Arizona makes our list. You know, I'm going to go see the hole in the ground this week, this summer, Dan. Good for you. Yeah. I've, I've never been. I'd love to go. Let's come go. on. A, go, you can come with <laughs> a road trip. Harmon, buy a road trip. Road trip. Ryan Bersinger, you are up five for five so far. Five answers left. Oof. Most popular states to visit. Uh, Vegas alone has to draw everyone to Nevada, right? I like that. Jackpot! Yeah! Yes, Nevada is on the list. Vegas! Third. Vegas, baby! Vegas! All right. Again, if you get the state that people want to visit the least, we'll take away a strike, but... There have been no strikes so far. Let's go to Sam Kinsley. Ha, huh, let's try um maybe for Myrtle Beach and Charleston. Let's try South Carolina. Let's Ooh, try I like South Carolina. Ah, South Carolina. Kind of kind of giving the cold like shoulder to North Carolina. Also beautiful. Are things going south? Oh, no, they aren't. Sam. South Carolina makes the list. Number yeah. seven. All right. Seven four seven. Most popular states to visit. Looking for the top ten over to Isaac Lowencroft. This is probably going to be the first strike because it would have to be only during the summer for cruises. Beautiful Alaska. Alaska. Ooh, Interesting. I like People that. love going to Alaska. But how much? Oh! Actually, I lied. They didn't make the list. I'm sorry. Oh! <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, guys. Yeah, it was a good run. They did not make the list. Over oh, to Mike a, Harmon. We had a good run. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. I accidentally gave Sam the wrong signal, so that's why. That was actually my fault. I was duped. I was, I was so used to giving the thumbs up. As we try to get ourselves reconfigured, uh, great news. There's a quick way you can switch mo- save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15%. Or more on your car insurance. Um, let's see. California, Florida, Nevada, New York, South Carolina, Arizona, and Hawaii already on our top ten list. Three states most popular state to visit. Is Kawhi Leonard still hanging out in Texas? I want to go visit him. Well, if he's not, are other people? Yes, oh, they yeah, are. Bro. Texas fourth on our list. Two states to go. Over to Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer. Okay, South Carolina is lovely, but I've been to the Outer Banks. During the summer, so Ooh. I will say North Carolina. Oh, going with North Carolina on this. Come on, Show raise me. up NC. No, oh. did not crack the top ten. Sam to stay alive or have the pass. So if I guess a bottom ten, we get a yes. A you'll get a strike. Off. Yes, taken oh, off. Let's try North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, North Dakota. Beautiful this time of year, but most of the year not. <laughs> we'll see how. 
I was going to say, see how far you go, like a Fargo joke, but it uh. didn't work. Does it work for us here? <laughs> no! Oh. Wait, is, that, is that not bottom 10? And is it the worst state to visit of them all? Uh. No, it is not. So close, guys. That's our third strike. Oh, we lost. We oh, lost. Geez. We ended up losing. The two <laughs> states The two states we missed, Virginia and Georgia, uh, made the top 10 most popular states to visit. How about that? The worst state of all. I'm sorry, West Virginia, but it's you. Uh. Well, for the Los Angeles Lakers, it's on to plan A. Still waiting for LeBron <laughs> James. Still waiting for that decision. Mike LeBron said that he didn't want a circus around his decision-making that we had heard that a decision could come sooner rather than later. Heard a lot of things when it came to LeBron. Does he want another star there in L.A.? Does he not want another star there in L.A.? We do know that Paul George won't be there in L.A. if he wants to go there. Could be other options. But LeBron James, through the first 11 hours of free agency, LeBron James still a free agent, which is not surprising, but I would be surprised if it, ends up going for a long period of time. Well, all speculation is that we get it done before the holiday so you can go enjoy July 4th, maybe with some more cliff diving or whatever he was doing, and maybe you can go back into the cave and celebrate the decision cave that was joked about that maybe maybe he then goes and celebrates what they came to uh, in the end of it. But what I, I've enjoyed during this process is there's so many things being thrown against walls in terms of what, between Kawhi Leonard and certainly Paul George is now done. We can take off that that panel, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. We can get him to sign it and have some fun with it. But when we look at LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, there's been so many theories of what's going on in their minds. Maybe yeah. some of it leaked by their camps, right? Kawhi Leonard, we've, we've talked about his uncle being a mouthpiece and a, and a guy who might be giving information, imperfect as it may be, to reporters or to team execs, whatever the case is. For LeBron James, it's all just a big dartboard and everybody trying to find their angle that seems to to fit whatever narrative they want in terms of his end choice, be it superstars that have to be there, be it going all the way to the draft. He was an invisible hand guiding what teams did. I mean, there's there's so much going on in terms of real or imagined. I mean, hell, his plane landed yesterday, and what we've said all on, you know, he has a home here. It's been well documented. Mm-hmm. He's got homes all over the place, but he's got homes here uh, that it becomes. Oh, he flew here, so he's obviously going to. He just came home. Might have <laughs> might have just decided he wanted, you know, some kind of uh, fast food he can't get somewhere else, <laughs> and he's getting back on a plane and going back on vacation. You don't know, but for the purpose of rampant speculation when you're talking about a guy who moves the needle of a league in a multi-billion dollar industry makes for some fun fodder. LeBron landed at Van Nuys Airport yesterday, which is not far from our Fox Sports Radio studios. Maybe he just wanted in and out or something like that. And he was in and out of LA for that same purpose, right? Got his double double, got some uh ended up animal hit- fries and got back on a plane. Ended up Hitting the road after that. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. 
We'll keep you updated on the World Cup match between Spain and Russia. Isaac Lohenkron filling you in that they are knotted up at one as they have just started the second half of that match in Russia. So we'll let you know how that goes as we are now in the round of 16. We're also in the final round of hot takes and sausage as Mike Harmon and I debate topics presented to us by our our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, and then Ryan gets to pick a winner right now, tied up at one apiece. Rob Flores, now our technical producer. What's happening, guys? Hello. Hello, Dan. Hello, Mike. Good morning. R- Rob's got the Lakers hat back on again. That's right, man. Yes. I'm a little, little ticked off this morning, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you start cursing and, and take us blue. <laughs> I got a dump button on this side, too. It's a lot of pressure wearing the Lakers jersey. It's a lot of pressure wearing this Laker hat, but, you know, I still do it, unlike unlike Paul George. Hey, start start playing a violin. (laughs) (laughs) Anger coming from Rob. And and by the way, is when when Stan when Sam stepped aside, I wasn't calling him Stan. I I got Sam and and step combined. (laughs) But when Sam stepped aside, he said, you know, West Virginia is a beautiful state when we play the feud. It is. West Virginia is a beautiful John state. John Denver, Denver saying really well about it. Just the data said with hotel bookings, it was 50 out of 50. And, in fact, it was actually 51st because they put District of Columbia in that <laughs> in that ranking. So it was 51. And Vermont, which is also a beautiful state, was yes. actually 50th. So it's it, it has nothing to do with beauty. It was just basically hotel bookings. All right. Back to the matter at hand. That's Hot Takes and Sausage. <laughs> all right. Well, it is all knotted up as we go into the final round of Hot Takes and Sausage. So this is anyone's game. Uh, David Aldridge reported last night that the Raptors are making – Everybody available. No one is untouchable on that roster. Uh, Taking a look at the Raptors and all of the NBA, what team is in the biggest need of a makeover as this free agency opens? We'll start with Mike. Oh, I get to start again. All right. Well, we go through our fun and exciting world of the NBA of what we'd like to see versus what reality can be. Uh, You'd love to see... New York. We talked about it with Kyrie Irving before that, you know, eventually maybe that pendulum swings. But as of now, what do you have on that roster other than an injured Kristaps Porzingis to sell anybody on wanting to watch them or go play there at this point? Your leading scorer was Tim Hardaway Jr. Yes, Ennis Cantor comes back. I know you tried to lobby for him to go to Milwaukee. I did. Good job by you. That was impressive. You could find that conversation on iTunes. It's part of Fox Sports Radio's coverage. Dan was in with Jonas Knox doing the Doug Gottlieb show. Uh, they had a chance to pitch Ennis Cantor. Obviously not good enough. Dan, no. Oh, I tried. The, uh, the, he basically del- the delis t- and stuff were he, too much. He basically said that I love New York, and then two days later he opted into his contract. So well, there you go. I felt like we broke the news. The 18-plus oh million dollars <laughs> was enough to say I'm staying in New York. But you look at the roster. Is there any... We, we did it with the Lakers and their young talent. Is there anybody you wouldn't give up to try to get that marquee guy? And, yes, Kristaps is there when he's healthy. He's not healthy and unavailable to you for a while. So for James Dolan, put down the guitar and try to figure out how you undo the mess that Phil Jackson left you in. I think it's interesting that David Aldridge said that about the Toronto Raptors because I was going to say the Raptors are the Washington Wizards. I don't. I, it, Washington is is difficult because of the money that they've got tied up in 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 spots, and that is that that makeover wouldn't happen via free agency. It would have to happen via trades. But that's what it sounds like Toronto wants to do as well. And if you're saying that your team has no untouchables on it. 
means to tell me that you think that maybe the ceiling has been reached. If you're if you're saying that DeMar DeRozan isn't an untouchable after he recently signed a long-term extension with the team, it makes me think that you want to reset. So I would put the Raptors and the Wizards in, in that category just because I think if you look at what Washington did without John Wall when he was injured and then when he came back, they were a better team with him. There's no doubt about it. But when you look at the numbers, you can make an argument that they were maybe better without him. And that's crazy enough to think. So that tells me that, okay, with your best player out, your ceiling is only this high. And I think it's the same deal with the Toronto Raptors. I think those teams of the East, especially because the East is for the taking, that those are the teams that could use the makeover. Now he wins. I took the low-hanging fruit because I wanted to make fun of James Dolan and the bad contracts that Phil Jackson signed. Because it, <laughs> it was a shot going back to, well, the Laker hat and everything walking through the door and the anger. So I could at least... Make you remember good times. How about that? How about that? Sticking it in a little harder there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Damn, you win. All right. Yeah, I'll no, take it. No, it was a good yeah. argument. I like it. Because the DeRozan thing is interesting, right? You paid him all that money, and then you fired Dwayne Casey, which means on some level you, you sided with DeMar DeRozan, unless you didn't. That you still decided he needed to go to see the Wizard to see some heart after he got benched in game three of getting swept by the Cavaliers and then they no-showed in game four after Casey basically said, well, we have one more game. So (laughs) you blew him out, but with DeMar DeRozan, a lot of questions of effort at times that he got sullen. Maybe he was just awestruck by LeBron James. All of that conspires to say, all right, fills up a stat sheet, but is this guy that's going to lead us to more, more prominence and to that final goal? I give Toronto credit. They tried to add pieces and put it around that core that they felt that that would take them to the promised land. They ended up making or having the best record in the Eastern Conference, but only ended up making it to the Eastern Conference semis where they were then swept by LeBron James. That tells me that maybe your top core isn't going to be the top core in the Eastern Conference or in the NBA when it matters the most. And this is going back to the to, to kind of take a, a turn by going back to the Chris Paul contract with the Houston Rockets. For as bad as it is, as we think it is on the back end for Chris Paul, the the other side of the coin would say at least they're trying to do the most when James Harden is in his prime. Sure. And there are a lot of organizations, whether it be in the NBA, Major League Baseball, or in the NFL, that we have been critical of teams of not trying to maximize the the efforts when your star player is there. We did it for years with the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. We still do it with Tom Brady and the Patriots, but maybe like the, the you know the Patriots moves were to keep that team competitive so they weren't in salary purgatory. But when you're looking at the Rockets, if they can afford to do this with their ownership and and afford to pay Chris Paul almost 90 million dollars over the final 2 years of his deal, then, you know, kudos to them for trying to maximize James Harden in his absolute prime. Well, that's just it. Even if it becomes a two-and-two two kind of operation, you know, the the speculation always here as we broadcast from greater Los Angeles was that when they the Angels signed Albert Pujols to that monster deal, that you'd get four or five years of dominance alongside Mike Trout. You'd have this team that would compete for not only division crowns but for the AL title, maybe, maybe grab a World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't worked out that way. And now you're on the back end, and now you, you lament how horrible that contract looks. But you thought you were going to get five great years, not just statistically, but with wins that come in tow. And, and that's a whole thing about building a baseball team. But that the back half would be thank you money. 
for greatness. Yeah. With Chris Paul, I think there's something to be said for the same deal here of you got a two-year window where physically he's still getting you 60 games in theory in the regular season and then hopefully being able to make the run all the way through the playoffs alongside James Harden. And we saw that that worked until it didn't. So you're hopeful that you get two years of return and then the the back end is hey, you gave us greatness, you gave us some more home playoff games, whatever the case may be, to make up for that cash. Uh, but for Chris Paul, obviously the big winner thus far out of the early part of free agency. I love Paul George you know, getting his 137, four years, three with the option. But Chris Paul being able to command $40 million a year at his mid-30s. That's a compromise, too. Come on. <laughs> wow. That's a compromise that Good he and the Rockets you. were able to compromise for. Again, one other one other note to pass along. The biggest thing that I think we've seen in free agency outside of the Paul George signing to Oklahoma City is that opt-out for Kevin Durant again. And I just don't yeah. think that you can compare this current deal that he just signed with the Warriors or is going to sign with the Warriors as a, compare it to the ones that have kept him in Golden State for the last two years. I think that after the third season, he's going to have more of a decision to make, and that decision could come as soon as next year. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Who needs to step up their game in free agency? And we're not just talking about the Lakers. We'll answer that question next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. Glad to have you with us as we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Mike, if they want to reach you on Twitter, where can they do so? They can find me over at Swollen Dome. Reminder, Fox Sports Sunday brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger. For the ones who get it done. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox, and joining us now on Fox Sports Sunday is a guy that you can find on Twitter, at Steve Kyler NBA. He's been active for a heck, I don't know, first 11 hours of free agency from Basketball Insider. Steve Kyler joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. How are you hanging in there, Steve? How are, how are things going so far 11 hours into free agency? You know, the funny thing was, I was watching a movie with the wife last night. I actually fell asleep and felt like, hey, I'm just going to breeze through this. I'll catch up in the morning. About 1 o'clock, my eyes popped open. I was up to like 4. Yes, it's it's free agency. Is it, <laughs> is it a coffee or Mountain Dew kind of thing? What, what's your, uh, you know, intravenous? Yeah, I do more now. of an energy drink kind of thing. I can't do coffee. Because if I do coffee, I'm bouncing off the walls. It's not pretty for anyone. Well, the big news that just came through a few minutes ago is Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that the Sixers are going to meet with representatives of LeBron James in Los Angeles today. Are you surprised that LeBron's people are meeting with Philadelphia as he remains a free agent? Not entirely, because I think here's the one thing. You know, LeBron's people met with, I think it was six teams the last go-around, and he ultimately ended up staying in Cleveland or going back to Cleveland. So, you know, your representative meeting is what you're supposed to do, and I think the fact that Ben Simmons is a primary client of Clutch Sports, it plays a big factor in this. But I also think LeBron wants to understand what all of his options are, and and I think there's a, a reality to this that it's not what everybody thinks it is. It's not, oh, it's got to be the Lakers. If it ends up being the Lakers, then that's great. But I think even when it seemed like I'm going home was the narrative, there were six other teams that got a chance to talk. I think that's the same thing with this. Is teams are going to get a chance to maybe show LeBron something he wasn't thinking. 
What do you make of the report that the Nuggets are, are doing everything they can? Uh, coming out of Chris Mannix, our, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Yahoo Sports, uh, that the Nuggets, after making a couple of moves over the last 12 hours, that they also are, are at least wanting to be at the table. Yeah, you know, but this has been par for the course for the Nuggets. If you remember last year, nobody had the Nuggets getting Paul Millsap, and that one got done. You know, Dwayne Wade said that that was where he was going to go if he didn't go back to Chicago. You know, they've got a compelling pitch. They seem to be really good in the room with some of these guys, and I think they've got a really interesting roster, especially when you think about Nikola Jokic coming back, Will Barton. You know, they've got guys already on the roster. The front office is good. I think they've got a good coaching staff. So there's all kinds of things that are saying just give us a chance to talk because I think they've got a real compelling message if you're really open-minded to the idea of playing somewhere else. Steve Kyler, a basketball insider, is joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. We are hanging out as NBA free agency is going crazy. What do you think the Lakers' plan is? Because I, I did it include Paul George? Did it not include Paul George? What do you think their plan is? Well, it did include Paul George. They had a list of guys, and I think they're still working through the list. Obviously, LeBron being number one. You get LeBron now, all of a sudden you're rebuilding your team around him. You've heard DeMarcus Cousins. That one, to me, is a little bit questionable. Look, I think DeMarcus as a player is incredible, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. You know, that injury was in January. When's he really going to be ready? You know, his camp is obviously going to say training camp to make sure he gets all the money. But what if it's January? Now you're signing him halfway or you're getting him halfway through the season. Does LeBron really have time to waste? You know, there's a lot of things that I think factor into this, and that's before you get to kind of the next tier of guys. You know, do the Lakers get after, you know, Aaron Gordon? Do they bring back, you know, Julius Randle? What do they do on the trade front? Because they can take on salary and not have to really send anything back. Do they get Kawhi Leonard? Do they get involved in, in Kemba Walker? There's a lot of things that I think are still viable for the Lakers, but the one thing I, I keep cautioning Laker fans about is, you can have all the money and all Magic Johnson and all the Lakers history. At the end of the day, it's still about what does the guy want. And the guy may not want the situation that's in L.A. It certainly played out that way for Paul George. What the guy wants and Magic Johnson isn't running point. The guy who's trying to, if his <laughs> knee gets sound, Lonzo Ball. What would you make of the meniscus report? I see it seemed fishy given its timing. Well, he had been having knee issues all year. You know, the report had come out that he had had uh, PPR, platelet-rich plasma therapy. And so there was something going on there. It was never diagnosed as a meniscus issue. You know, that is new information. But, you know, he'd been dealing with a gimpy knee for most of the season. So this isn't altogether surprising. The fact that nobody released it, especially the Lakers, you know, the question is, did the Lakers not know it was a meniscus? That's a huge red flag because, you know, when you're sending guys out into training and kind of the offseason, you got to know what's going on with them physically. So if their doctors didn't know it was a meniscus, that's a big deal. Steve Kyler, our basketball insider, is joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at Steve Kyler NBA. How does the Kawhi Leonard offseason play out? You know, this one's interesting because the situation is just so odd. You know, we've never seen a player not say anything. I mean, at, at this point, nobody's talking uh, on the Kawhi side of the fence. The Spurs have never had to deal with this kind of thing. Um, what's his real value? You know, certainly the Lakers team is motivated as anybody right now to kind of salvage free agency to give the Spurs whatever it takes to make sure they get him. 
But, you know, do you really do that for a guy that if you don't get LeBron, you could sign for nothing? And now he joins your your existing group. But just like Paul George last year, there's no guarantee the guy ends up doing that. If he gets traded to Boston or to Philly and falls in love with that situation, much like Paul George did, then you're swinging and missing in 19, too. Because, you know, some of the other names in 2019, like Clay Thompson, you know, he made it pretty clear he's not leaving the Warriors unless they just play cheap, which they haven't done to anybody you know, they just may run out of guys. So if you're Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka, at some point if you can get him, you almost have to pay the price to go get him just because to make sure you got him. What's curious, as Dan and I were discussing, Steve, earlier this morning, is we, we've got some dominoes fall, and in the end, well, they just kind of fell right back into, into place in terms of Chris Paul, Paul George, and we can always talk about money and money well spent or not. Uh, but – on the surface, at least nothing changes short term here. When's the first real, real big effect? Is it does it really just come down to LeBron James? Well, LeBron will be the one because certainly if he jumps to the Lakers, they now become a very different team in the grand scheme of things in the NBA. The Cavaliers become a non-factor in the Eastern Conference, so that's the big domino that could shift balance of power. But it's important to kind of state this. You know, the system in the NBA is designed for retention, to make it worth it to stay. And some of the tweaks that have been done in this most current collective bargaining agreement you know, are really about trying to help teams keep their own player, even if the numbers get astronomical. I mean, if you think about it, Chris Paul is going to be making $42 million in the final year of his yeah. deal. But yeah, <laughs> it gets scary on the back end. So there's, there's a whole lot of student debt, credit card spending going on in the NBA. But, you know, it's about keeping your own guy. You know, I think the real change guys are those mid-level guys. You know, Trevor Ariza going to the Phoenix Suns. That's a big blow for the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. How do they how do they replace that? So those are going to be the guys, the guys that come in and turn a pretty good team into a pretty great team in terms of bench players and support guys. Because if you think about where the Houston Rockets really got their biggest punch, it was guys like, you know, P.J. Tucker and Luke Mamute. Those were the guys that turned the Rockets into a defensive presence, not just their star stars at the top. Steve Kyler joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday, and and that's we kind of talked about this uh, this earlier because we talked a lot about Ariza leaving Houston, and while yeah, Chris Paul is back in Gerald Green, if you're trying to topple the Warriors, Trevor Ariza was a was a a big part of that. Uh, so it also led us into this conversation, and I want to ask your opinion: Did the West change at all in these first eleven hours of free agency? Because to me, it still looks like. Golden State's on top. There's a gap between them and the Rockets that may be a little wider now that Ariza's gone. And then there's everybody else, even with Paul George staying in Oklahoma City. Has anything changed with you in the West from what we've seen so far? Not so much. And again, we'll see what happens with the bench in Golden State. Look, if Golden State says, okay, we'll try Dwight Howard, now all of a sudden you're getting a double-double big man and the Warriors just move in front of everybody else. You know, what do the, the Oklahoma City Thunder do? You know, I don't think Carmelo Anthony is going to be on that roster when the season starts just because of the tax implications. You know, where does Carmelo land? Does he land in Houston, you know, after getting a buyout? So there is some real balance of power to play out. But again, I don't think anything changed so far in the first, you know, half a dozen hours so far of free agency because, you know, the big names didn't move. Final one for you, Steve Kyler. You can find him on Twitter at Steve Kyler NBA. What's your favorite part about NBA Twitter? Because I just I just saw this, <laughs> and I know you've been, you've been pretty pretty active, but 
when the Woj report of LeBron meeting with the Sixers, somebody tweeted back to you, I heard it was his agents only. So that means that this guy or gal, whoever, just read the tweet but wanted to make it seem like a source, which is one of my favorite things is, is some random person having sources. What's your favorite thing about NBA Twitter during free agency? You know, for me, the NBA Twitter is like the monkey cage, right? You just grab the ch- cage and you just shake it really hard and see what happens. <laughs> I thought you were going to say know, so the, the monkey's me. in the I'm, cage I'm, and throwing stuff at you. <laughs> yeah, well, they do that too. <laughs> if you look, they do that too. But, you know, I'm a multitasker, so I've got Twitter up in one window and I'm doing other stuff. So Twitter to me is a great distraction while I'm kind of nose down into hard work so that I can just glance over, clear my brain for a minute, bang something out, get back to what I'm doing. So for me, it's a good distraction, but it's also, you know, it's fun. I, I, I don't take myself that seriously ever, and I try not to do that on Twitter. I'm just trying to have fun and help people understand what's going on because some of this stuff's really hard to process, and most people don't care like you and I care. It's hard to process that Paul George turned on the Lakers for the Thunder. I thought it was a done deal for so long and still getting you used to You were not that. alone, but I'm going to tell you in January it started, and I was hearing it from his teammates to say, don't dismiss what's going on between him and Russ. There was a real bromance there, and that, that whether it's right or it's wrong or you agree with it or you don't, Paul really likes playing with somebody that, that is on his level. He's Steve Kyler, Basketball Insiders. Find him on Twitter, at Steve Kyler NBA. We appreciate it, Steve, and uh, have fun over the next couple of weeks. Anytime, fellas. Be well. Be good. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Listen, we never lie to you. We may be wrong, but we're not going to lie to you. And we said it at the start of summer. We're talking fantasy football every single show. We've been wall-to-wall NBA. We're going to take a breather as Mike Harmon helps you get set for your fantasy football team. That's coming up after Isaac Lowenkron gives us the latest on another team involved with LeBron James. Indeed, Dan and Michael. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting a short time ago that the Philadelphia 76ers will be meeting with representatives of LeBron James today in Los Angeles, but that James himself will not be in a attendance at the meeting. No more free agency meetings for Paul George after he made this announcement last night at an event called Summer Hype House Party at a home in Edmond, Oklahoma. Listen. If y'all if y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again, I'm here to stay. That clip courtesy of former NFL offensive lineman Gabe Icard, who was in attendance at the party. George's deal to stay in OKC is for four years and $137 million. Chris Paul stays in Houston, four years, $160 million. Kevin Durant agrees to a one-year extension and a one-year option with the Golden State Warriors for $61.5 million. And one final NBA free agency note, the infamous private jet that LeBron James has used for the past nine days is scheduled to fly this morning from Los Angeles to Reno and then on to Pittsburgh. Neither of those cities have NBA teams, so it's safe to say the plane is now being used by someone else. Tight end for the Steelers. Here it comes. (laughs) There you go. That would really be breaking news. In the knockout round of the World Cup right now on Fox, Spain and Russia remain tied 1-1. They are in the 76th minute of the match. And then finally at 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox, Denmark duels with Croatia. Dan and Michael, and a great 
point. A great possibility there by Michael Harmon. Hey, you know. I thought when Reno, maybe he's signing with the G League team, but there's no G League team in <laughs> Reno anymore. But there you go. You refuel in Reno, and then you get introduced as the new tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That, Breaking news. It works. I think it works. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. That's Isaac Lohenkron. Thank you very much, Isaac. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on cards. Here it's with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Don't worry. It's going to be it's going to be all NBA free agency all day here on Fox Sports Radio. So we've got you covered. Make sure you keep it locked. We'll tell you the latest happenings of what is going on. To keep our promise, let's talk some fantasy football, Mike Harmon. Let's break down these tight ends in the fantasy world as we get ready for the 2018 season. What do you see tight end-wise happening in fantasy football. Well, for the bulk of it, at least at the top of the board, it's the usual suspects with the obvious hand-wringing that come along with drafting a Rob Gronkowski, perhaps having to overpay given his noted celebrity, you know, chiming in on a Tom Brady uh, story earlier this week. It's Sunday morning. I can't talk about it, kids. You can find that one (laughs) in the Google machine along the way. But he's still the number one option even if you're only getting 14 games, 13 games a year. Last full year came all the way back in 2011, but you look at the production over the last four years, 3,000-yard seasons for Gronkowski, eight touchdowns a year ago, and 18 plays of at least 20 yards. When we're talking about productivity from the tight end position, you're looking for that Ronco product. Again, late-night television infomercials set it. And forget it. He comes in at number one. Number two, not much of a stretch either. Travis Kelsey has become a hero for fantasy owners the last couple of years. You look at the productivity, 72 and 875. Two years ago, last year, 85. Oh, no, that's, yeah, two years ago, then 85, 11, 25, four touchdowns this past year, all the way up to 83 receptions, 1,000 yards. Obviously, Alex Smith is gone, Patrick Mahomes. But who's the best friend of a new quarterback? The tight end especially one that runs the seam uh, as well as Kelsey does. Coming in at number three, a guy that you were familiar with, watching him play for your team in Seattle for a couple of years, Jimmy Graham, off the radar a bit and mocked openly for his inability and unwillingness to block. (laughs) He didn't want to do it. I didn't want to see it, but has been productive. Scored touchdowns last year. Yeah, we've alternated between great and mediocre seasons as related to his reception and yardage counts in the past few years last year still 10 touchdowns averaging you know five five catches you know in in a number of games but overall just 57 receptions still top 10 among tight ends so even in a quote down year or uh, as an afterthought in that offense and I know you have your opinions of what he was overall, still caught touchdowns, still taking care of the business in the red zone, and yeah. for fantasy purposes, you'll take it. To think that he was going to be what he was in New Orleans was not realistic. And, you know, he had the knee injury, ended up coming back from it. His best year was last year with the Seahawks. It was a true red zone target. That's where he's the most valuable. But now moving on to another great quarterback. See, if you go to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, obviously the efficiency in the red zone, that's where they'll look for him to set up. But if he's healthy, perhaps you can get – some semblance of the player he's been in alternating years in the past. And this would be the even year in terms of you know higher productivity as far as receptions and yardage go. Number four, a little bit of an outlier for you, Evan Ingram. 
cracks, but mm. top five. Last year, 64 catches, over 700 yards, six touchdowns as the last man standing in that New York offense. Bad running game, bad offensive line, and all the wide receivers got hurt. So now you get Odell Beckham Jr. back. You get Shepard back. You've got Saquon Barkley. Perhaps, and the offensive line's still a question, but they've at least retooled it. So perhaps more quality targets. I don't know that the number of receptions or his yardage overall will increase, but you'll take this level with a little bit of an uptick in terms of his red zone efficiency as well. And coming in at number five, we get get back to Zach Ertz, who's been remarkably efficient. Touchdown total, his highest last year, got all the way up to eight. But you look at his yardage totals the last three seasons in reception, ridiculously consistent. 74, 78, 75 in terms of receptions. 824, 816, 853 in terms of yardage the last three years. I'll take it. Yeah. I I look at this tight end. You mentioned Gronk being on top. I think that there are enough guys to challenge. And as you mentioned, there may only be 14 games with Gronkowski in in a season that also closes the gap. But I like Ingram. Mentioned Jimmy Graham. And, you know, it was yardage his second year after the knee injury with the Seahawks. And then it was the touchdown machine last year. Zach Ertz doesn't have Trey Burton anymore. He's no. off in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a little bit more room there. And then you've got other guys even after that. Jordan Reed we don't talk about much. Can't stay healthy. Yeah, can't, yeah, can't stay healthy. New quarterback, but we saw how much Alex Smith like Travis Kelsey. You'd have mm-hmm. to think that the tight end could be something in Washington as well. Jack Doyle became a player. I think the tight end position is really solid for fantasy-wise. If you're in a 10-team league, I mean, there's going to be a guy for you. Well, there's no reason to reach. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we talk about uh, the the top five I gave. We didn't list Greg Olson, didn't Mm -hmm. list Kyle Rudolph, Delaney Walker, who's one of my favorites, who just consistently gets it done. Uh, Just go on down the line. Uh, Trey Burton, a guy getting a lot of love, obviously, for the way he finished the season and the playoff heroics. Goes to Chicago, Mitchell Trubisky, year two. They revamped that entire offense uh, for a number of pundits they're a team to watch for this year. For me, as a guy who grew up in Chicago and still cheers for the Bears, uh, I always wait uh, with great anticipation uh, for the first four-letter words to fly out of my mouth. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Still tied at the World Cup. On Fox right now, Spain and Russia tied up at one apiece, playing in the 84th minute. So something to watch as we are now in the knockout stage, and we are watching NBA free agency. More on the latest moves, including another team in the LeBron James sweepstakes. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Fox Sports Sunday at Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Mike Harmon's bag of fun. Plus parlay all the time coming up in a sec. But we should note, Mike, that the host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1, Nick Wright, tweeted out that... LeBron James has made a decision and will announce that decision on Tuesday, but he has informed those close to him of where he is going to play next. Now, this 
coming on the heels of the Adrian Wojnarowski report that LeBron's people are going to meet with the Sixers. Not sure if it's just an appearance thing or what what is right and what is wrong, but those are the reports out there on LeBron James, who remains a free agent. Roberto, do I get to burn your Lakers hat right now? No, never. I mean, since this meeting's happening, perhaps there's just some paperwork being pushed back and forth. <laughs> if I'm going to go to the next well, level of speculation along here, Dan, this is this is what I'm just not sure, and I'm not even connecting dots. I just like they they don't seem on the same train tracks. Like if he's already made his decision, why is there another meeting? If he is going to meet with the Sixers, is is it just so far along that he doesn't need to to yeah. meet, or is it that this is just for? keeping up with appearances and putting it out there that, hey, I met with another team. Uh, the Denver Nuggets were thought of as a possibility or reported possibility. I just, I, I don't see that in my, I, I don't see that at all. Sure. And just when he throws that bone to the media, make sure the soft cast is attached so we can talk about that. <laughs> the good old soft cast. Let's dive into Mike Harmon's bag of fun. What have you got on this Sunday morning, the first day of July. Yeah, I'm going to go to the world of baseball real quick. Uh, Sonny Gray having himself uh, a rough time, shall we say, for the New York Yankees. Five and six on the year, five four four ERA. And this is just a lesson as you go into your next week. We got a holiday. You're going to spend a lot of time around family and many opportunities to say something or do something dumb. Just own it, Sonny Gray. I feel we're the best team in baseball. Four out of five days. And then I go out and I do that. It just sucks. <laughs> Talking about his latest struggles and reacting to how the fans had uh, received him. Uh, he used the word embarrassed multiple times to describe how he felt about this latest failure on the mound. Quote, if I was out there, I probably would have booed me louder. We had a couple of other stories that were contenders that were not safe for a Sunday morning hour. Uh, we'll save those for uh, SwollenDome.com in my Twitter feed. Well, we've got another month of baseball trade rumors and the Yankees yeah, interested in starting pitching. Sonny Gray is one of the reasons why. Just for the simple fact of you've got Severino atop that rotation. Tanaka's hurt, but you also have CC Sabathia. Sonny Gray, as I mentioned, hasn't maybe lived up to the expectation. Plus, you want you you got to figure out something to do to match what what Boston has and, right. and really to match what Houston has. That that seems to be it. So with Sonny Gray struggles makes it even more more so that the Yankees are going to go after starting pitching prior to the trade deadline. Yeah, you just got to like any guy that goes and, and owns it. Doesn't try to soft shoe it. You know, I'm that close because we're watching you know a little bit of, of golf on, on the the monitors here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios as well. And Tiger Woods having himself a great weekend. Now it's a question of whether he can finish because so many times we've heard the, oh, he's so close. Yeah. Just didn't do this a little bit. With Sonny Gray, he's just saying, no, I'm not good. You know, I I missed. (laughs) Yesterday started out with a bogey and then Tiger birdies five out of of six holes in a span. There was a bogey in between there, but then just kind of tailed off at the end. And then, yeah, has a lot of work to do if you want to close it out. Uh, By the way, Red Sox and the Yankees tonight. It's David Price against Luis Severino. So it should be a good pitching match. It'll be a dandy. Uh, to use one of your phrases. Great <laughs> news. There's a quick way you could save money. You could switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. It's summertime. We're in. We're out. I'm actually going to be out next week, so, so Mike's going to be here. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be playing golf. 
So Good that's yeah, that's what it is. Going we'll get back a live look. Going back to the homeland of the great America's Dairyland. Going back to Wisconsin. Going to play some golf with some buddies for a couple of days. So that is what I've got on the schedule for Beautiful. next weekend. Congratulations to our executive producer Ryan Dennis who tied the knot on Friday. So congratulations to Ryan. And because Ryan isn't here, that's why we have Ryan Bershinger here. But a week ago, as we parlay all the time, Ryan Dennis, Mike Harmon, and myself made the predictions on these things. Will LeBron James opt out of his contract? Will Tiger Woods make the cut at the Quicken Loans? And does Argentina make the round of 16 at the World Cup? Yes, yes, and Yes, Argentina was ousted from the round of 16 yesterday, but all three yeses, how did we do a week ago? I'm going a full sweep this week, guys, so yes on all of those. All right, Ryan. LeBron opts out. Tiger does not make the cut. Argentina left out, and Messi feels the heat. I will say that LeBron does opt out of his contract. Tiger Woods will not. No, Tiger Woods will make the cut next week at the Quick and (laughs) Waivers. I don't want to root against Tiger Woods. You always root for Tiger. I say... Yes, Argentina does make it to the knockout. Yes, All on. right. So Ryan and I, uh, we we hit our parlays last week. Let's see how we do this week with Ryan Bershinger, Mike Harmon, and myself. Guys, where does LeBron end up signing as a free agent? Will either Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal lose this week at Wimbledon, which begins tomorrow? And give me a country still alive in the World Cup. That's all I want to know. Ryan Bershinger, you are up first. Uh, Lakers will get LeBron. Uh, Nadal will lose this week. And Belgium will still be alive. How about that? I'll, I'll go reverse. Sweden, Federer, uh, Andy Murray has withdrawn. We just found that out. Uh, and then I will look to, uh, I'm going to say Philadelphia. Ooh, interesting. Um, bad job by Ryan Bershinger because I picked Belgium to win the World Cup last week, so I was totally going to go all Belgium and go Belgium, 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 but I'm going to move it along. Okay, LeBron signs with the Lakers. Rafa and Roger both win. They won't lose. And how about Brazil still alive? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.